Welcome to the Geekcentric Podcast, and welcome to our spoiler-free review for They Cloned Tyrone. Hey, it's Nate, and if you're joining us for the first time, we are Geekcentric, a podcast celebrating the world of movies, TV shows, toys, collectibles, gaming, and all things Geekcentric. Joining me for this spoiler-free review are my fellow clones, Justin the Gene Linking Lawrence. Hello. How are you? Been linking those jeans together? I, I like jeans. Yeah. Do you, did you ever, like, are you holes in jeans guy or, or no, no holes in jeans guy? No I holes in jeans. I didn't think so. Yeah. yeah. I don't okay. like holes in jeans. That's Why fair. would I pay more money for damaged <laughs> jeans? I just don't understand the, the you know. thought process behind that. And it's funny, too, because I would say you're old, but I don't think kids these days even are doing the holes in jeans thing. Oh, kids much. these days do holes in do jeans. Do they do holes yeah. in jeans? Yeah. yeah. Big, like, massive, like, all the way down to their ankles holes in jeans kind of thing. For sure. Yeah, for sure. weird. Okay. Uh, listen, he's also freshly decanted. Not to be mistaken for Dolly the Sheep, he's Darcy, the DNA-having Hudson. <laughs> DNA-having. Have... We all have DNA. I feel like that's, <laughs> that's a very like a come up with. A low bar <laughs> qualifier for me right there. I'm human. I'm a, I'm a thing. You wow, have okay. DNA. Some pretty good DNA, I would say. You know? That's some good DNA you got. Yeah. No, I'm, I, I like it. Yeah. You like me, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of liking yourself, um, before we get into... Uh, this review, I wanted to ask you guys if you could clone yourselves and live with yourselves, would you want to? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. No? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I might get annoyed with myself. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. It could be a very enlightening experience, right? <laughs> to kind of, you know, become the you, best version of yourself. In that right. Show. Sure. But then like, you sure. have to end it. You got to take out yourself, you know. Sure. You got to fight was yourself. Did you guys remember that movie with Michael Keaton? Where he kept cloning himself, uh, no. so that he could he could actually do more things and be a better father and a better husband. Oh, I want to watch it. I don't yeah, know what it was. Uh, it, it was so funny. It got to a certain point that one of the clones was just just like was not smart at all. I think they did like a low level like he was on the spectrum kind of thing because the clone went bad or the cloning process went bad. <laughs> multiplicity. Which, multiplicity. There you go. That's, that's the movie. Um, I, getting, I got vibe like that. That question has made me think of um, the, that Paul Rudd Netflix show. Very short lived too, yeah, wasn't it? It was, de- it was very it was delightful. Great. Paul Rudd acting with Paul Rudd. I, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So it was good. just very much. He did not, he realized that guy was taking the place of his life. And it's like, I wouldn't want that happening to me. Cause I feel like oh, true. maybe that the would also be a possibility. Kind of try to take over. They're the better Darcy. And See, I, no, I'm the I only think, Darcy. <laughs> I think it, yeah, exactly what you guys are saying. At first I thought it would be great. Cause like we could split up responsibilities, but then I feel like, we would both be af- like annoyed by each other, but both be so afraid of conflict that we wouldn't ever bring anything up. <laughs> so like, and then, bomb yeah. And then off. we'd collectively <laughs> rag on each other to you, Justin, over the phone. Like, Oh, can I talk to you about what other Nate said today? Like, Holy crap. And you would just get so annoyed. And then you'd probably end up killing both of us. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, but listen, um, we're having fun before we, we get to the synopsis of this movie. I do want to kind of jump into something a little more serious. Um, we, you know, we want to pause and remind you listening that we are, uh, we here at Geek Centric support the Writers Guild of America and the Screen Actors Guild and American Federation of Television and Radio Artists as they strike. 
to get the contract they deserve. Um, without incredible writers and actors, we wouldn't get all the incredible stories that, um, you know, offer at times escapes into fantastic worlds that we love or heartfelt moments that provide us perspective of people around us or even mirrors of our own reality that allow us to look inward and reflect on how we can collectively do better. And that's honestly, that's what the WGA and SAG-AFTRA are looking for studios to do better by them so they can just keep making these stories while supporting their families. Uh, and the director of this film, Jewel Taylor, um, this is actually his directorial debut, uh, but he also wrote the movie alongside Tony Rettenmayer. Um, so if you want to support writers like them, as well as actors who help make the things we love, you can do so by checking out the links in our show notes. Uh, and, uh, and, and, you know, a small donation goes a long way to, to support these people that are just trying to, like, get a, a fair, decent wage and, and, and fair working conditions and not have their jobs taken over by, by AI. Um, so <laughs> please definitely check out those links. Uh, but let's get to the synopsis of this movie, as I mentioned, uh, written and directed by Jewel Taylor uh, and written by Tony Rettenmayer. Um, this is a, a movie, the, the synopsis is rather short for this. Uh, a series of eerie events thrusts an unlikely trio onto the trail of a nefarious government conspiracy in this pulpy mystery caper. Uh, and the movie stars John Boyega, Tayona Paris, and Jamie Foxx. Uh, it's on Netflix July 21st. Thanks to Netflix for letting us watch this movie early for review. Um, and let's kind of dive right into this. Uh, this this movie was great. Uh, I think yeah. it's, I think, you know, talking about it's it's sort of story and style. I think it's uh, it pulls a lot of its visual style from, uh, as well as characters from the the black exploitation films of the early seventies, mm -hmm. in combination with uh, social commentary on communities like the ones that you'd see kind of in our our own real world. Um, I I really enjoyed like sort of the it was a little bit head scratching. It adds to the mystery because you've got characters that are talking like they're from the seventies. They're dressing like they're from the seventies. But then they bring up SpongeBob, Obama, or Bitcoin, Bitcoin, yeah. right? And they use iPhones. And then you know, there's there's like retro futuristic computers uh, throughout the movie. Um, so like right off the bat, I think the vibe from this movie and sort of the mm. the style was was really heavily apparent. Yeah, it feels like it's a mashup, right? Like it feels like it's a it's a total mashup of of all those the genres of black exploitation with sci-fi little conspiracy thriller in there yeah. uh, sprinkles of comedy as well but you're right like the the vibe and look was very 70s like even the 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 gritty grain of of the visuals like uh, you know i don't think that this was shot on film but obviously you know there there's the implications in the style uh, of of the of the look of of the picture that does speak very much to film in that gritty nature. So I think you're you're absolutely right. Like I think they they just blend it all together to tell a refreshingly new and different story that uh, I was absolutely surprised by. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. You guys both mentioned vibe already. This whole movie is a vibe, and I was <laughs> digging it from the first like scene. Basically, it was it was so good. I loved it. I I can't wait to talk more about this because like everything. From I mean the main three characters, the, the cast was incredible. John Boyega, mm -hmm. uh, Tiona Paris, and and Jamie Fox were incredible. They they stole the show, yeah. and the mm -hmm. the banter between them was so enjoyable. And I couldn't wait to find out more of the mystery through their eyes. It was mm -hmm. it was so good. 
Well, mm-hmm. and I think it's that continuous dialogue and the way that they're con- sort of constantly going back and forth at each other, especially uh, t- uh, Tana Paris's character and uh, and Jamie Charles or uh, Jamie Charles, Jamie Fox <laughs> as Slick Charles. Um, I think I think that also helps the pacing of the movie as well because mm-hmm. they're they're kind of living from moment to moment uh, pretty seamlessly, and I think it's great because it, it sort of puts us into the exact time frame in which Fontaine starts spiraling down, spiraling down uh, this sort of rabbit hole mm-hmm. uh, of discovery. And it's, it's nice because like we get enough from understanding where they came from uh, and sort of where they're going that being placed right in the middle of that story um, was just, it was, I don't know. It just felt really, really well done. <laughs> well, it's interesting too, because the, the, you know, Jamie Foxx and Tiana Paris are playing very much characters of, of, know exaggerated versions of a pimp and a hoe yeah Uh, and it's uh, you know and like and and this day and age you know how does that really play in film um honestly they they confidently wear these roles uh and have fun with it and i think tiana paris's yo-yo uh was was outstanding Mm -hmm. you know i loved her her ability to kind of get into the mystery and you know bring up the the nancy drew who you know obviously is 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 a white little girl who's solving mysteries and i just think it's interesting that like while she grew up that was sort of her her role model if you will and i use air quotes around that um but yeah like the idea of of you know, Yo-Yo and and Jamie, uh, sorry, and uh, Slick Charles, kind of adding um, a dynamic in and around Fontaine, played by you know John Boyega. I think that that really worked, right? Like because yeah. they they added the complexities of of um, adding dimension to the story in in both a a way of of furthering the the overall plot, but also serving as as a bit of comedy, right? Mm-hmm. Like some of their comedy was was great. I I haven't laughed. So hard at Tiana Paris. I haven't seen her in much other than, um, uh, you know, uh, WandaVision and up, obviously coming soon will be uh, the Marvels. But um, yeah, like it, it was it was such such great casting. And I just love that they they all just kind of own their role because like even John Boyega is playing a drug dealer. You yeah. know what I mean? These are all very stereotypical roles that would often be sort of casted in, in old Hollywood to to black people, right? Like in, in some cases they would, you know, and that's sort of the, the thing that we've gotten past is that, you know, we don't racially, uh, the, the, you don't racially cast these roles, right? So I think that what's interesting here is that they wear it confidently because at the end of the day, it is about this world and this this point of view during a very specific perspective in, in a community that matters the most. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think, you know, you mentioned Teona Paris and, her comedy chops. I had no idea that she was, she could be this funny. I've never seen her in a, in a comedy before. Um, I think she steals the show for a lot of this movie. And I, mm-hmm. I couldn't stop smiling every time she was on screen. Um, mm-hmm. I think, you know, Jamie Foxx is what you'd expect from Jamie Foxx as far sure. as on screen charm and humor. Um, but it's, it's when Teona Paris and Jamie Foxx are on screen together that I think equal the biggest laughs in this movie. Um, and I think it, I think, for John Boyega, I think, you know, he's he's very intimidating at first as Fontaine. Um, mm-hmm. But I love that they also gave that character, gave his character a lot of depth, um, showing him in moments of sadness. But then there's also lighter moments between him and this kid named Junebug, um, where you kind of get an idea of the relationship that he had with his, 
you know, younger brother, um, which the movie establishes has has passed on uh, pretty early in the film. It's I think it's in the trailers. I don't think that's a spoiler. But but the idea being that, you know, you do get to sort of still explore that relationship. But between him and, and another character, um, I think was really, really smart in terms of how they were able to show his softer side. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, they were all amazing. That's really all. You, you guys have kind of highlighted why they were so good. So I'm not going to be a broken record and repeat anything here. <laughs> well, I I will say um, beyond the cast, I think the you know we were talking about the vibe earlier as well. I think there's a very um, there's a very specific tone throughout the movie that the director focuses on during the first 30 minutes that showcases stereotypical products um, mm -hmm. that are just pushed through every corner of like this movie. Um, there's ads for brands that don't really exist mm -hmm. that were, were done in a way that just has you really sort of really scratching your head as to, to what's going on. And I think what's really fun with these style of movies is that, and it's very apparent in this one, you can go back and rewatch this movie and you're going to catch a lot of, you know, literally writing on the wall foreshadowing yeah. mm -hmm. uh, of ads in the background or missing persons flyers or yes. um, certain lines of dialogue from characters that you're, you know, you might just sort of overlook. Like, like if you do watch this a second time, turn on those subtitles because there's a lot of stuff that's just in the dialogue um, and even in some of the music that I think is really fun mm -hmm. to sort of catch uh, the next time, the second time you watch it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think that um, it's all layered in as a as a as a nice mystery, right? So that mm -hmm. upon second viewing, like you said, you can see a lot of those clues that were hinted at early on, um, and I think that's that's just that's smart writing and and smart uh, placement and pacing of the, of the of the story to kind of give those hints and to see if people are going to catch on early. Um, so yeah, I think that you know I think uh, Jewel Taylor has has done an outstanding job here. You know, not just, you know, bringing life to this story that feels refreshingly different, but also just giving it a confidence that that it deserves. You know, mm -hmm. it, it, it doesn't really toe in in one one style of genre. It's blending it all together to give make its own genre. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, one of the one of the like opening li or hype lines I read to before watching this movie was the fact that it was going to be a genre busting black exploitation mystery film. And immediately I'm like. I am so confused about what that means and I can't wait to, to <laughs> hop on this crazy train. And it was, again, it's so in, in, in engrossing, I guess, or like you, you find yourself wanting Engaging. to be, find out more be, because it is so fresh, like you're saying, in, in mm -hmm. a time where we're getting reboots after reboots, sequels for the umpteenth time, yeah, this fresh story really hits home so much harder because it is a new thing at this time. And, it, and it's an homage to what came before while also blowing open the doors for what could come next. And I, I love it. And I think exactly what you're saying there, Darcy, about going into this and seeing that mix of genres, this movie had the opportunity. Thank goodness. It didn't had the opportunity to fall into that trap that I think a lot of these genre mixing movies do where it tries to, where it might try to do too much. Yeah. And this does, it, it just, no, yeah. it's so it had enough balanced. Yeah. Like, it had enough of, of everything to kind of, to mix in and it never lost itself fully into, into any one part of it. Maybe towards the end, as we start to unravel things, does it sort of lean hard into sort of that part of the, of or that genre style sure. of the unraveling. But at the end of the day, because of how hooked and engaged you are in the mystery and the story, it has to feel satisfying, and it did. I, I honestly think mm -hmm. that it was it was great how it it kind of unfolds for you. 
and I think um, I just want to give one more shout out to the the composers uh, Pierre Charles and Desmond Murray, as well as uh, Felipe Pierre and Stephanie Diaz Matos, who uh, did the music supervision, because the score pulls from that seventies funk, uh, but then there's it's blended with like sci-fi hums and synth sounds and mm -hmm. uh and then there's there's a way that they use music similarly in a way that they design the the sort of the world or i guess they, they call it the glen which is the fictional um uh community that they live in but the it, it, it they do they they use the music in a way that sort of it, it again it's very stereotypical but then there's a twist and mm -hmm. it serves the plot in a very purposeful way, which is the the best way I think I can say that without giving anything away. But yeah. it's it, it's so like just going back and yeah. listening back to it. It's so clever, and it's such yeah. a really smart way to kind of put it put in these these you know the overarching message Themes, into yeah, this movie. Nods. Yeah, without you know mm -hmm. sort of doing it just to do it. It it's 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 mm -hmm. it services the overall story. So yeah, it, it serves the story, but it also is self referential. To the sub, the genre that it's or genres that it's referencing, because I think the the funk vibe really hits home the black exploitation style and that sort of that that seventies uh, era, if you will. Even though we're in a more current time, it feels like we're in the past. And I think the music is is a perfect example of kind of again, much like what the movie's doing, blending a lot together, a lot of different types of genres to help tell something new. Um, so yeah, I think the music is is almost its own character uh, that helps kind of guide the narrative in a lot of ways. Absolutely. And then th there's, because we're keeping things spoiler free, I won't say who it is, but there is one more character that I was shocked to see them, uh, a specific actor show up. Uh, and, and I'm just going to leave it at that so that when you see the movie, you'll also be like, whoa! They're in this movie, so he's yeah. not in the trailer, right? No, no. Yeah, okay. He is on the cast. If you check check IMDb, you can find him there. Yes. But, yeah, but he's not in any trailers. No, he's not in any so trailers. Yeah. But it was definitely Leave a surprise. It, it was definitely a surprise. Yeah. And I was I I loved it. Right. And I'll you know just say he's Canadian. So that, that's all we'll okay. say. All right, we're giving too much away already. <laughs> but he's not nice like Canadians. Anyways, okay, there we go. Um, so let's get to our final thoughts uh, and score for this movie, which we're going to be rating on a scale of one to five cloned Tyrones. Uh, and Darcy, we're going to start with yourself. Again, I loved it start to finish. The The fact that they were man managed to go so hard into this this genre and, and do a deep dive where it makes you feel like you're back in the 70s but updated and, and fresh and blending all these other genres in it was such, such a fun ride and I, I hope that we get more because uh, this guy knows how to write a story that's engaging and fresh and and clearly has the satisfying payoff that we're all looking for from these these mystery movies if you will so this one is a solid five out of five uh clone tyrones because wow. i want more i would i would watch it again in a heartbeat and I, I can't wait to show it to my friends very cool nice yeah i think it's you know what's funny about this is as you were saying you want more i'm thinking like i could both be perfectly okay with just this movie and more of these these stories uh in this world because i think it's it it definitely is is i think they could pull it off um but at the same time i i'd also be fine if it was just this at the mm -hmm. same time i don't 100%. know 100 yeah 100 yeah. uh justin how about yourself 
Well, like we were saying, you know, uh, they clone Tyrone uh, confidently blends black exploitation genre with the sci-fi conspiracy thriller genre and sprinkles in a little comedy to deliver a refreshingly unique story centered around systemic racism. Uh, the narrative explores thought-provoking themes, expertly weaving social commentary into an engaging and thrilling plot with stellar performances, as we mentioned, from John Boyega, Tiona Paris, and Jamie Foxx. And it's it has a very thoughtfully crafted screenplay, uh, and it's an absolute surprise and delight film that, that that I think pushes the boundaries of storytelling while shedding light on on pressing real world issues. Um, I think Jewel Taylor brings to life this story uh, that feels inspired by the films of the past, uh, very from an aesthetic standpoint and from a genre standpoint, to tell a new story that is unique and I think very personal as well. Um, you know, I think people will should be checking out this movie. Um, and it's not perfect. Like I was saying, like towards the end in the wrap up, uh, as we kind of unravel things, it is, you know, it's all made clear. It might be a little heavy handed, uh, kind of suffering from that third act uh, thing where it's kind of rushing to get to the end. It has a rush end. to the finish. Yeah. Yeah. It, sure. it definitely has a rush to the finish, which, again, I think it's just because this movie is trying to say so much. But that said, it, it does it really confidently. It, it believes in what it's doing. Um, it, it doesn't necessarily linger in, into one genre too much it's it's a beautiful blend of everything and I, I think it has a little bit of everything for everyone and i honestly believe many people like myself are going to be surprised about how relevant and often comedic and meta this movie can mm, be so for yeah. that i'm mm -hmm. going to be giving this movie a four out of five clove tyrones i'm kind of right there with you justin i think yeah it's the i think the 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 biggest reason to watch this movie is the cast um, mm -hmm. followed closely, very closely by its complementary score and uh, narrative. I think the the setting and the story that, as you mentioned, is is building from or borrowing from films of the 70s that it's emulating um, are, it is, is fantastic. But it, the movie still delivers a modern moral message on social issues and classism. Mm -hmm. And it's just all wrapped up in the surreal science fiction government conspiracy mystery movie. Uh, which is such a, a mouthful, but at the same yeah. time, it's, it's a mashup. It's perfectly <laughs> mashed up. It's perfectly uh, chewed up, and uh, and I, yeah, I absolutely really really enjoyed this first this first go for for uh, Jewel Taylor. Um, I'm gonna give They Clone Tyrone a solid four out of five cloned Tyrones. Um, I will mm. I, I will say you guys were mentioning you know wanting to see more of this story. I think. There, there could be potential for that and exploring more of the, the conspiracy. Um, but I, I'm also just really interested in seeing more of Jewel Taylor. Yes, mm -hmm. telling yeah, that's more what I'm looking forward to. I, I, I what think story he can tell next. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I, I think he has, like, especially from this, you know, not to borrow from, from Quentin Tarantino, but I think where Quentin Tarantino may exploit a lot of different genres to help tell his story where jewel taylor gets it right is that he's borrowing and mixing to tell something new mm -hmm. um and and i think that that's a bit of its own unique novelty to jewel and what he can do and again if if, if it, it you know it always goes hand in hand to have a great writer with a visionary director that that work together and if it's the same person that's great but you know again you know this is he's a writer and this is why you know these writers deserve the credibility and this is why these performers deserve because without the words and the performances you know we wouldn't have we wouldn't be sitting here talking about how impactful this movie was right mm -hmm. we would we wouldn't be we wouldn't be here so you know again i think jewel taylor 
killed it. And I, I look forward to seeing more stories from him, whether we come back to the they clone Tyrone world or not. But there is that option because it's very Jordan Peele. Maybe even that's another reference. Maybe mm. he's a very Jordan Peele, you know, get like a little bit of like um, Get Out meets Atlanta is okay. kind of like what you would mix this mm -hmm. movie. So mm -hmm. uh, I think that, yeah, he's on the right track to have his own his own voice and his own vision. So mm -hmm. uh, all power to Joel. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but that is it for this spoiler-free review for They Clone Tyrone. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, make sure to subscribe to us wherever you like to listen to podcasts, if you haven't already. And if you want to write into the show with your thoughts on this movie uh, or any of the series or movies that we cover, well, let me just send you down a secret elevator over to Justin, who might be a clone, so he can let you know how you can reach us. They can reach us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. Or they can reach out to us on Twitter at geekcentricyt or on Instagram at wearegeekcentric. And we are threading. We are on threads. You can find us there at wearegeekcentric. Also, TikTok. Jeez, God. Never promote the TikTok. Yeah, we're also on TikTok <laughs> at wearegeekcentric as well. So Jeez, our, find us everywhere. Our regular Justin always promotes the TikTok. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think this one might be a clone, Darcy. But uh, keep in mind, we also have a ton of other episodes covering the latest and greatest movies and shows out now, including our recent spoiler-free reviews for Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1, Netflix's Nimona, uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, and The Flash. Uh, plus, we have a ton of great interviews out now, like our most recent interview with the cast and showrunner of Foundation uh, and our interviews with the cast directors and creator of Nimona, um, which, again, is just another great movie that you should check out on Netflix. Um, so check out those interviews either here on your podcast service of choice or over on YouTube at youtube.com slash geekcentric. We also have our weekly watch club for Secret Invasion going on right now where we break down each episode and provide our thoughts and theories. Um, so those go out every Friday. We've got two more episodes left. I'm intrigued to see where that series goes. Hopefully picks up. Um, and you can join us in our Discord by clicking the link in our show notes uh, to keep the geeky conversation going. We can talk directly with you once you've seen this movie or any of the movies or shows that we cover. Darcy, Justin, thank you so much for joining me for today's spoiler-free cloned review. And as we say, <laughs> love ya. Laters. Peace. <laughs>